Hello guys, it's Nico here in Zakuma. How are you doing? I'm going to introduce the most hot, hot, hot topic tonight. It's about African shops who always want to buy some food, want to buy everything in our countries. But today is going to change your mind. Let me introduce you to this hot topic. It's called African shops. Hear what the people have to say. One, the service they give. There's a Nigerian shop just near my house in Mary Hill Road, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, if I go in there, she's very ignorant. Let a Nigerian <laughs> woman come in there, the when she starts speaking and she's like, like language. and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. did you not see me coming in? And um, I don't go there anymore. It's been seven years. I don't enter her shop because she's mm-hmm. rude. She's, she doesn't know how to treat customers because just yeah. because I'm black, um, mm-hmm. I don't have to be from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming to your shop because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you're African like myself. So mm-hmm. let me come and support and buy from you. But I would rather drive to Govan. I'm, there's a lady, Maybe there's an African it. shop in Govan. The lady in Govan, she smiles. You know whereby you end up pulling out more than you expect budgeted to pull out so when you get into the car you start scratching your head that yay <laughs> i can't believe i've spent this much money on these little things <laughs> but you go into a shop like this speak um the african hair salons they will tell you the um, um, braiding um 100, 110 pounds mm. and i'm thinking okay if i go down the road there they're telling me 30 pounds <laughs> where are you going to go do you mean tell me you're gonna go and pay 110 pounds? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't put braids or anything on my hair, but I, I see my friends, the amount mm-hmm. of money they've got to pump out, where most of them have had to learn to do their own hair themselves because it's too much. Mm. So I think that this question, Nico, is um the um the person that told you about this topic is they need to go back and see some of these African shops and see their pricing and see the way this, they're serving the African people. Because you find with some Africans, when they see a white person, some of them, it's like they start shaking that, oh, the white man's coming to the shop. Hello, sir. How are you, sir? I'm like thinking, you should be hello to me. I'm your sister. not in African sense. Yes. Sometimes we put the white man on a pedestal and we just want to put aside our own. Hmm? Whereas we might have got a secondary thing about the pricing, but by and large, it is customer service. Customer service, yes, true. It's very important. Mm. For everyone to keep going back into Waitrose, they're being greeted with respect, smiles, and all that, huh? Shall I come and open a shop in Glasgow? Oh, yes, please. If you're going to be smiling and, and your prices are reasonable, yeah, because right now I can't pay eight pounds for Zerivita, that's three dollars in Zimbabwe. I'm having, and the good thing is these days, there are people that sell their kgs, they will say they'll post on groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Africa, I've got 20 kgs, I pay 130 pounds for 20 kgs, and I get all my goods like right now in my house. Sometimes they're just so stupid and ridiculous because yes. you, can buy, you know them are biscuits them them ones 
the creamy, what do they call it? Uh, lemon, 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 cream. Cream. lemon creams. Lemon creams. Yeah, you buy them for three pounds, just that three packet. Pounds. But just because you miss the food from home, you buy yeah. it. The next thing, look at the best before. I'm telling you, you'll be shocked. Way like three years, way overdue. You know, <laughs> you just by the time you open that plastic thing, God, it's all crumbled. It's gone. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just this is what terrible. Charles I was saying to Charles. We need a, a label. We need to see the label. There's nothing no, no. like that before in Africa. Look at no, that. No, the problem. The problem is ours. You see, even in here, London, yeah. we are still the same people. Even if you went to the butchers, yeah, and the 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 sort of fracas or whatever you, a fast which is there, it's more comedy. We are the same people who are bargaining here, even if the price is on. Dude, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you see, we are, we are, we, we have got divided minds. On one hand, we, we can even see the price there. Yeah. But even in this country, you want to bargain when the price is there. No, no, no. Really? Have you tried to, even no. that, that try to get Biltong, guys. You we build up. I'm telling you, I am telling you, but then when you buy it, start chewing it, my dear, you'd be so upset. It's like they did it just be, I mean, they are back here. Very good. She's got very good customer service. Yeah. Wow. You see? She's in, she's in Govan. Yeah, in Glasgow. In your backyard or something. Um, I don't know, but she's been making a built-on and it's very nice. I've been blessed though, because my brother makes um, built-on and he makes for me. So... Mm. I'm lucky enough I get it for free. But to be honest, that's how, that's why we sometimes say, you know, things like, you know what, I don't mind, even if it's going to cost me 10 pounds, I miss Mushu yes. and I'll just buy Mushu. I don't uh -huh. care. Because that craving is still there. Yes. You understand? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's, that's my sense of belonging. That's what brought me uh -huh. up to where I am today. So I'll buy Cerevita because I like, uh -huh. you know, that Cere You know, sometimes, but to be honest, there's no quality that we are having there nothing no that's the craving of food <laughs> that brought us up. it's just that's a craving like me with now things like Cerevita and all that me I just when I'm always looking for people that are in, that are in Glasgow that mm -hmm. um, have kgs coming from Zimbabwe coming here I would rather pay my 130 pounds for 20 kgs because wow. that 130 pounds I'm going to pay yeah. For the 20 kgs, I'm going to last a long time. Yeah, because you miss it. And it's the worth it because things, I'm getting the proper yeah. thing. The mufushwas, the dried vegetables. Shopping govern. Yeah, we, we've got them in Manakas as well. I remember the last time I bought tripe. You know the tripe we buy in these Turkish shops? <laughs> the bleach one. The, the bleach one. one. Why we black, black ones. Them black ones, you know, I don't mind buying 10 pounds for just a kg. I'll be okay. All I just want is that feel of being back home. Back home, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. And then that's I, why, I, they, I, that's I, why they make them expensive. Yeah, they know that. Because they, they know, know you will crave for them and then you look for them. Have you been to Pascal in, in uh, Forest Gate? Pascal? 
really, 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 really a good talk I had with people with the lived experience during the lockdown. Hit me so bad on the way, not think about myself, I think about my kids. Because automatically when they, they declare lockdown and the viral this crazy thing happened the first time, my body went to the survivor mood. Mm. My body just shut down. I went to survivor mood because I be um, on, on 1992 or 92, 93, if I'm not wrong, we have a war back home when they started for a bomb in the city. Mm. So the time they declared lockdown, that's the same feeling I had. Like this, they had it from 90 to 93 from now. I was with myself nice and kindly. They way before, because before lockdown, I had people talk about this lockdown, people gonna be home, gonna be difficult. I started to prepare myself and they save some food, some water for the children. And my husband told me, Why are you doing this? You know, in Africa, blah, blah, blah. So when the lockdowns come, I I so I I my husband supposed to support me. I have to support him because he went crazy, you know. <laughs> he went crazy. And, oh my God, we're gonna die! This is the end of the world because he never be on situation like war. The way I was back home, and oh. I look at him and say, in '93, where 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 are you? Where you was in '93 or '92? Oh, since so oh, I was in Portugal. Said, ah, that's the reason why. You saw, you know, you panic. Yeah, feeling like that. Yeah, you are, he's really, really panic. And the, all these family members, because I have a lot of family members family member in Portugal and in Italy, mm -hmm. people in Italy call me, there's no food, there's no this, there's no that. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It was really, really crazy. And uh, I was scared, not for myself, but for my children, oh, if I was to die, who's going to look after them? Mm -hmm. That was my big fear in the first lockdown. But the other hand, that's the same. Every dark, every dark cloud will have the silver line. Mm -hmm. well, the silver line of lockdown giving me a time to find my whole family. Mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I had big, long family, but because we never have a time to, you know, to find themselves, to look after, you know, to find where's the other family. So, you know, um, I have opportunity to know 95% of my dad's family and they, mm. we met a big family group and they, we call each other on WhatsApp, on Zoom, on, on uh, Facebook, and we talk, we met, met a lot of aunties, my aunt I never knew in Zix, you know, it was really, really wow. good. Yeah, so I spent my time in garden, like marine, mm -hmm. I knitting, and practice all my skill, cooking, teach my yeah. lockdown. Um, it taught me, uh, you know, because uh, the first thing is like when this one, second one, yeah, I'm just waiting for the hair salon to open so that I can go and do my hair. But one thing which I learned from the first one, that's when I started to make um, hair cream for the hair. And I, I just bought some oils because my growth was like, very long, my hair is very long up to here. So I said, okay, I don't want to cut my hair. What should I do? I just went to Facebook, to YouTube, started looking at these creams, shea butter, oils, how to make them. I don't know how much I bought. That's when I started just making every day just to keep myself busy. So this second one, it didn't hit me so much because I was prepared already. 
I have my creams, my hair is not breaking up. I'm putting my oils. And it's only because of the schools when they changed, was the first one you didn't go on uh, homeschooling. The second one, this one, you had to go on Microsoft, which we don't know. We are now teachers now because we are going on online every time to teach the kids how to do everything. So mm -hmm. I learned a lot with this lockdown. You can make your own oil. You can make your hair cream. You can make your own shampoo. So it's like uh, every day I'm having some things to do. I'm not getting bored, but it's like, I think it's, I'm now addicted to the hair creams. It's like every day I'm thinking of something new which I have to do for my hair. And I, was, I have my daughter and my sisters. They say, oh, I have something new. Can you try it? Can you try it? So it's helping me emotionally. I know sometimes I'm stressed, but end of the day, I have something which I'm doing, which is keeping me busy. And also um, summer is coming, uh, eating healthy, cooking uh, healthy meals, and also walking. So that's what I'm doing now, second lockdown. Oh, that's really nice. That's like yeah. positive. <clears throat> that's what we need. That's what we need. I learned a lot as well. Uh, just to top up to um, what Matilda said, the other thing I was always wanted to talk about concerns about parents to be teachers. I'm sure we, we, we've spoken about that anyway, earlier on. Um, but yeah, I think that's really nice. I learned a lot, uh, people learn a lot as well. Um, yeah, I learned how to talk to myself nicely. So, you know, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> to be, be kind to yourself. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true, good. that's true. <laughs> uh, as for me, I, I would love to share my experience as well. After the first lockdown, I think it was a bit harsh because it was just a fifty. I mean, our first experience of a lockdown. I mean, we've mm -hmm. never had a lockdown since. So mm -hmm. that one was the first experience. And um it was sort of like a bit harsh in a way that it would psychologically affect you mentally and you just feel like, oh my God, I'm scared. You know, that fear. But mm -hmm. on the contrary, I turned it into a positive that it gave me time to do things that I couldn't do. I remember the sun was so bright and beautiful. It was hot as well. If you remember very well, that was in April. Yeah, no, that's true. It was nice. I had the opportunity of doing a back garden, which I never had. I mean, I'm talking about right from digging, you know, everything and starting everything right from zero. And I did, I did a very good garden. And it was, I mean, like vegetables. I did my own garlic. I did, I, I planted my garlic, um, my, what is it called, shallots. You know, and I remember I had loads of pumpkin leaves. So that was very positive. Unlike this time's lockdown, it's freezing and it's even more depressing. You can't even go and sit outside. You can't even do any gardening. You just have to be logged in. This time around, to be honest, this one was a proper lockdown. And amongst all of it all, the only thing that I miss, to be honest, is wearing my shoes. <laughs> Big heels. I can't, I don't think I'll be able to wear shoes anymore because 
since last year, April, I've never worn my heels at all. Because oh. <laughs> I'm not going to work. I'm from the bedroom to the kitchen. That's where the office is. From the kitchen, you are going on. The, the next journey is on the fridge. And you. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, the, the first lockdown was uh, Ismab in Northampton. Mm. The, the first lockdown was like, uh, you know, so just been thrown in the deep end literally overnight, no preparation. And uh, so it, it took some time to mentally adjust to it and accept it that, you know, that's how things are going to be. And, and I, I just remember looking at Boris making this announcement and, and I was so annoyed he looked like an animal to me. <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't believe the restrictions he was coming up with. Mm. And uh, so, but we kind of just, just managed to sail through, but it really may hit me hard towards the end of last year, sort of around November, October, November, somewhere there. So that um, I, uh, and it affected my health. And uh, I've, had a sort of a, a, a heart condition going back for some time. Eh? And uh, one day I just collapsed in McDonald's. Mm. Uh, and uh, I can't remember anything after that except when the emergency people were waking me up and uh, then going into hospital. And, and I was supposed to have an operation. And because of the, the lockdown and then this blah, 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 they couldn't operate on me, so it was postponed. Mm. And uh, so they said, uh, you know, anytime we can call you to come in and, and so on. So you're kind of, every time you are in a kind of a, a mode of suspension. And um, so then one day, I think it was January, they, they sort of sent me a letter to say, you know, come in and for, for the operation. And on the day when I was supposed to go in, the phone and said, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And then luckily I had that uh, done on the 17th of, of uh, February, so, which is a relief. And, um, but I've, I've had a year, I was very lucky you know, knowing a lot of people either from the church and the students and, and so on. So I had I had a lot of support. And, and, and my son also being a rugby player, so, you know, and uh, kind of semi-politician, he also knows a lot of people. So I was just overwhelmed oh, by, the, nice. by, by, by the support. And uh, so he, after the operation, he came to live with me and then cooking and then blah, blah, and doing this. And so, yeah, I'm on the mend and I'm happy. And, uh, but because of the support I had really, you know, I haven't really had sort of lonely as such. And also because students are phoning about their work. Oh, can you help with this, please? And, you know, and, and don't think about you being, being ill or something. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, just that constant of being in contact with, uh, you know, people um, has, has been helpful. And, and also, I mean, some students have done the cooking for me and brought their food. 
the food to, for me to put in the freezer and so on. So I haven't been cooking myself. <laughs> it's just oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> the, so uh, yeah, that that that's been there. Uh, so I've been lucky to to that extent, but I'm I'm aware of the uh, the 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 impact of the lockdown on sort of social isolation and and. Uh, Mm. Yeah, which it can have on people and our and and the well-being, our well-being, and so on. It's a positive story to hear. Um, and I'm, you know, I mean, like sometimes, we, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, um, it's, it's, like what you went through. When I hear it, that story of fall down McDonald's, like it's really, it's really scares me. Like, mm. if you don't have enough support, it can be a, a deadly thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just lucky because you know, which is which was my regular McDonald's for a morning cup of tea on my way, mm-hmm. and so the staff knew me there and and so on, and then they obviously raised the alarm, and uh, you know, I don't know how I fell. I just remember being woken by, by, by surrounded by the uh, the emergency people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the next thing you you are taken to the hospital, and, uh, and and there you go, and. Uh, and so they, they put a um, a pacemaker and a defibrillator. And uh, so they, they, they so this is not a diversion, but it panicked me last night because they gave me this gadget, which apparently is monitoring me 24 hours and is feeding into, back into the, hosp- into the hospital via the internet. Mm-hmm. And last night around two o'clock, I was reading and, you know, my, with my emails and doing my emails. And I saw it flashing and they told me that if it flashed, it will do green, yellow, red. If it goes into red, then you must phone the emergency. Wow. So I saw it flashing last night and then I saw it going yellow. Oh. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, you know, so the next color is red. <laughs> and, uh, and and after that, it kind of stopped. And uh, so I phoned them today and they said, oh, yeah, it will, it's, it's feeding into the hospital every six hours. But okay. as long as, yeah, yeah, as long as it's not red, you know, it, it, it's okay. So they can tell how I'm doing wherever I am. Jesus <laughs> wow. Christ. So my son called me a cyborg now. <laughs> I, I, I just respect the fact that you are laughing at it. It's like, it's really nice. That's a positive way how to deal these things. But... Yeah. Me to hear it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just feeling like the world is. Um, but I'm, I just want to say, keep on going with this kind of positivity. Um, is anyone? Please? Which hospital? Which hospital is that? Soft, sophisticated. No, North Northampton. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But but also when they were operating on me, they asked if uh, this is another technology thing. They asked if Oxford University and Leicester University can watch the operation through what they call wow. Google, Google Eye. So because if things went wrong, they would have to transfer me to Oxford. Oh. So, but, but I said yes, because I thought if they know Oxford and Leicester universities are watching, they'll do a good job. I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. So uh, yeah, they, then they were they, they were watching the whole procedure. Wow, wow! You're yeah. a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of your own kind. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's good to hear that. That's that's really nice to hear that. It's give other people encouragement like, to keep going, keep going. And I have I had my vaccination, so that's good. That's, <laughs> that's the passport. Passport. Your passport. I'm not yet, not yet, because I've got to go for the second installment. Oh. Yeah. Some people said they received cards. Did you get a card? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They gave me a card, and um, but they didn't say so. It just they they said they gave me two it's a, a paper full of information. They just telling me about the vaccination and the the the, 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 the one they used and and so on and so forth, and then a card as well. I didn't get a card. They said to keep that card, and um, when I go for the next vaccination, take it with me, but also to keep it in my. Uh, in, in my pocket with me until, you know, they say otherwise. I never received a card. People are saying yeah. they received cards. Yeah, yeah I, I, I got it, yeah. I did. I know, same year, I got my jab. I didn't get any card. Yeah. <laughs> All they said was, we're going to call you back in 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think... I think it depends where you've got the vaccination mm -hmm. because I got mine at the GP. So mm -hmm. most people that got at the GP didn't get any cards. Then there's- I, I, um, got mine, I got mine in a leisure center. And they didn't give you a card? No. Oh, yeah. lonely now. Um, the corona is not- frustrating me more now than it did last year um mm. more now i'm i know that if i just keep safe then i'll be okay but i think um the isolating in the house and um i just feel alone i feel too lonely i think because i don't go out the way i used to um mm. And my weight, I put on more weight because of just being indoors before I could just go swimming and my exercise in the pool used to help because I don't feel any pain when I'm in the water. So I can't, I'm, they're saying hopefully by April, May, the pools will be open, but I don't know how I'm going to cope going back into the environment of so many people <clears throat> so that's kind of my fear but after this lockdown i really need to lose weight i need to look for something to do i'm not liking me yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not comfortable meeting people as we used yeah. to because when you when you listen to what's going on, it's not as if the COVID has gone away, gone away. Yeah. It seems to be stuck in people but not showing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's um I think maybe just to take things easy and you know, sort of little steps at a time and then reintroducing yourself into sort of a public space. 
and um, you know, taking a walk if you've got a park, maybe just take a walk in the park. And um, you know, I mean, when, when I'm really down, I'm lucky. I, I live near the river, so I just take a walk along the river, and then you know, it goes through the park, and uh, and that, that's how I deal with my, uh, you know, my, my moments of stress. But then and the mind, yeah. But then the mind is a very powerful thing. Mm. I remember last time when they relaxed a little bit, the way people went out as if nothing ever happened. <laughs> I know. And all of a sudden we changed back to normal. And yeah. then we're told to go back in again. And that's when it became very annoying. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I'm sure when we were, <clears throat> when we were out, we will, um, somebody was sending me pictures from Fisbury Park in London. The park was full. You'd think they've changed the rules, and then in the same in the in the in the same London, in other parts of London, people were being arrested for for being on the street. <laughs> so uh, I don't yeah. know what was happening in Finsbury, but they just let them out. Yeah, park was full. People sitting down, just in the yeah. sun and basking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think people are really fed up. You just reminded me, in the first lockdown, I went with a student thinking that it would be safe. We went into the park for a tutorial and we, we just sat down in the park. It wasn't full so <laughs> suddenly two policemen come walking to us. <laughs> and and, and then told us to be best. <laughs> and, uh, but, but yeah, and... Um, yeah, it, it, it's some, um, people, some people were queuing up to get their coffees outside the London coffee. Yeah, which was legally open. They got arrested. What are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you here? Mm. Yeah, that's you see, like the, the, the queue thing, like the first lockdown. I was like, I know this is a culture in this country queuing, but sometimes they make it look so ridiculous. Like, you've got you've got Greg's and then another Greg's across the road. Why you have to make the queue so long? <laughs> goes all the way out there this day and I was like yeah so yeah I don't know um I think to be honest with you um about people being locked 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 up and then go back again they go crazy and stuff like that it's gonna be as I said earlier on for my first lockdown I went out I went crazy I was in the park having drinks with friends like before and then I said the second one I'm not doing that mistake again it's so, a, it's a pen, pent up fr frustration, you know, where you just want to go out and let let your head down, and then you know, after all these restrictions and, and so on, you know, and then you just realize how much you 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 miss freedom and what freedom means. And you also, know? we're now we're now used to doing things from home. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I don't think I'll cope going out. Maybe. Uh, going out and doing working outside and you just want to be actually these days when you come out you want to go back home and finish your work mm -hmm. then doing the work outside the home yeah <clears throat> the traveling ah. yeah i mean one thing which really made me appreciate it in the first lockdown I had this student who came to see me for a tutorial and she was sitting really close and she kept coughing and sneezing and coughing. And I remember at some point saying to her, you know, you need to go and see your GP. And so 
And then I bet, I bet you started sanitizing before. <laughs> no, no, no. A week later, she sends me a text that she's got COVID. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh no. And, uh, <laughs> so I mean I just went running for for, for, a, for, for a test and uh, lucky enough and, and and but also in my family you know quite a few people have had it in in my family and one or two have died. Oh, oh sorry. And um so it, it kind of uh, yeah sort of made me aware that okay this thing exists you may not see it with your oh. eyes but 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 it exists yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah there are far too many people have died yeah and whether they die from covid or not it doesn't seem to make much difference yeah. mm. just too oh. many yeah 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 is anyone but else oh, sorry guys oh. Sorry about cutting off. I'm not, not. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, those are not spoken. When it finishes, can you just uh, join us, please? Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, it, it also made me, I mean, when I was in hospital, I really appreciated the doctors and nurses, the situation they are in, because <laughs> one of the uh, relatives is, is my nephew, who got it. He, he's, he's a doctor in, in, in a hospital. And that's he works with the coronavirus patients, and that's where he got it from. <laughs> and then his wife then got it as well. And, mm. and uh, so, but luckily, they're still young. And then uh, you know, and obviously being in the medical profession, they were quickly attended to, and then they they've come through it, and uh, they are okay now. Mm. But uh, so, when I was in the hospital now with this operation, I kind of was feeling the, uh, when I went, just when these people were going to operate me, there was just so many people in the theater. <laughs> and uh, uh, I sort of counted them at one point, you know, I think there were about 12 of them. And I'm just thinking that all these people, what are they going to do with me now? <laughs> because, you know, the two, they called a register and then they said, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So which means they, they all had a part to play. Mm. And uh, so I thought, Crikey, what if one of them has a coronavirus here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it, it made me sort of aware of of of, of its possibilities and and so on and and to be. I mean, I I still mix in public. I go into supermarkets and and <clears throat> and um, so I try to avoid public transport whenever I can, but. I'm not allowed to drive anymore now, so I have to use public oh. transport. <laughs> okay. Yeah, with, with the uh, thingy, I can't drive. Uh, so uh, it's, it's public transport, I'm afraid. And with all this, then you hear all these strange stories in Africa. For example, in my own country, Malawi, mm -hmm. where the teachers mm -hmm they've opened the schools mm. and the teachers are saying we need what are they calling it they they need um, risk allowance uh -uh. <laughs> what risk now risk allowance they are refusing yeah. to teach uh, until they're given some money 
And then mm -hmm. I'm saying, what about the people who've been working throughout? How much did they get? Yeah, it, it's, um, I mean, I, I don't want to go into that one because I am so, I mean, I grew up in a very political atmosphere and uh, had been in prison twice in, with student politics. Mm. So, you know, I know how important politics are, but sometimes I think trade unions are overplaying their power and abusing mm. it. Mm. So in a situation of emergency like this, you know, it's not a time to make demands like that, it's to help one another, to help each other. Yeah, but in my country, in my country, I don't even think it's to do with the trade union. It's just the culture now. Make money where you can. Yeah. Every excuse, create something. Your government must be very, uh, sorry to cut, your government must be very nice because in my country, you, you don't demand those things. In Zimbabwe, you've been beaten up. <laughs> and then, 12-year-old <laughs> kids, six, seven, you know, primary school children going on strike because their teachers are refusing to teach. And they're, mm. and they're cutting fungus and holes and... Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, what has the country come up to? Yeah. And then yeah. The, the COVID mm -hmm. task force itself was claiming what they called professional allowance. <laughs> mm. yeah. So it, they, it, they, they now have different levels of allowances depending on how important you are. Yeah. So I suppose the teachers then said we need one too. Yeah, of course, if you, the, if you give one, then everybody's going to say, you know, you know, me too. And then, uh, you know, the, the whole thing just escalates. As far as TV is concerned, I don't watch TV at all. I haven't watched TV for years. Um, I now use a lot of YouTube because YouTube gives me a wider selection of things. And I like to see um, to see what I'm watching. I used to re listen to the radio, but uh, YouTube, uh, especially pro uh, YouTubers in Africa, showcasing Africa, the positive side of Africa, and people who who are moving the diaspora, moving to Africa, and the things they're doing, very very inspiring. So mm -hmm. that's how I, I've been spending my time. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to go out and just to release the the nerves. But because if I sit for a long time, if I it's very hard, it's very painful. Yeah. So I have to walk around because I'm used to go and drop the kids and come back and sit down. Because of this lockdown is very, very painful because I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. But it feels yeah. like going in a bath, sitting in a warm water, it helps me a lot. Now I can't because they with me they took off the bathtub because mm -hmm. I had too many folds. Mm -hmm. So yes. they had to take the tub out. So now I've got a walk-in shower. But okay. the way I, I miss having a bath because when I used to, I used to soak myself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I would have a better sleep. But now my spine is throbbing 24 seven. Sometimes when I'm around people, I don't say anything because some people have a habit of what they can't see. They don't believe that you're in pain. Yes. How can you be in pain? Because arthritis is something 
they cannot yeah. be seen. And with mine is um, osteoarthritis. I have that one. Just look at my hand right now. This is swollen. Yeah, that's swollen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the things like the stick, sometimes <laughs> if you are on those benefits like a pip, mm -hmm. they say you have to use that money for yourself to buy something. Don't wait for yeah. them to buy you something what you want, like a stick. Mm -hmm. Go and buy it yourself. Because at yeah. the day, like they'll tell you that you're giving I, you that money my to do those things. The car. Yeah. So okay, um, it's, sorry. it's okay. I seen Lela. She put something on the chat. Can you can you just speak a bit, Lela, about um what is speak there? Because I'm not sure if Margaret can see it. Oh yeah, sorry. Just uh, my mum. She also has like really bad arthritis and osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, okay. and she gets injections. But I think the injections make her <laughs> make her more sick than the the pain from the arthritis. But I've been, wait, been, I've been on a waiting list for the injection. Oh, have you? Yeah. Just be careful because if you get migraines, um, it's made her get a lot more migraines um, recently. Oh. Um, I also think it's because she's not in a warm country anymore, but um, I think that doesn't help. And the same, they took away her bath, so she's only got a walk-in shower, but She's been trying like nettle tea and like alternative like therapies. Okay. Um, okay. And she's found that nettle tea has really, really helped. Okay. Um, and taking some turmeric as well. Um, she said that that's helped with the inflammation. So it's something to, to, to consider. Anything yeah, else? Definitely. Thank you. And also Thank definitely getting, getting out if you can. Like it helps move the joints and they don't stiffen up and just building up your confidence to go back out again. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Lela, for that. This... Where, where do we where do we get nettle tea? So you'd be able to probably get it from any of the kind of supermarkets, um, oh. or if if anybody sees Nico, um, at some point I can see Nico and get him to give. I can get nettle tea and get him to give it to you. Um, oh, you that's can... great because I can drive to Nico's. Oh, there we go. Um, because also Holland and Barrett, that kind of health food shop, they sell nettle tea. Um, or you can try and order it online, but just make sure you get it from somewhere that's not, you know, a bit a bit suspicious. <laughs> but nettle tea and even some turmeric, um, with hot water and a little bit of lemon juice in the morning. Yeah. Um, I thank you, Nico, for starting this um Zoom. I joined in last week again welcome uh, it was really informative and um i don't speak much in public <laughs> mm. uh, yeah so i get a bit nervous I think this I, one, yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> what i want to say is like the first lockdown i <clears throat> i only stayed home for like one month it was a bit uh difficult for me because at my workplace, we were rotating our shift. Like you go two weeks in and two weeks out. So and I started, uh, do, I live in a flat. So I started doing gardening on my balcony. Um, I bought some planting uh, spec, which I planted potatoes, strawberries, tomatoes, wraps and even flowers mm. yeah so it really helped me so much um 
mentally and I started knitting as well. Um, what I started knitting is um, adult socks. Like this time it's too cold. Mm. So I knitted I, almost like 20 pairs for my nephews, my nieces and my other friends and my work colleagues. Wow. Yeah. You ought to, do, you ought to start a knitting club. <laughs> you know, mm. believe it or not, like now, this is my second month. I haven't touched the needles at all because I'm just feeling lazy. Mm. And the gardening, I can't do it now because it's too Winter. cold outside. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing is, I'm so privileged because I go to work Monday to Saturday, which is helping me so much. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I thank God for that. Mm. listening if you have enjoyed uh, the topics and the stories please share it with your friends and follow us on facebook catch yakulima podcast and go to instagram and on twitter just share 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 and we'll be bringing more stories to this podcast just keep tuned every week